I'm Chad Whitman. I'm Greg Sharon. I'm Alexander Heller, and this is Every Whitway. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's only appropriate that on this holiday, we dive into the history of Thanksgiving and its place in the American mindset. From the famous Pilgrim Native American celebration to being a controversial catalyst of the holiday season, Thanksgiving is certainly a holiday that everyone pays attention to. And later, we discuss some of our Thanksgiving traditions, as well as our fondest memories surrounding the holiday. And finally, a recap of the news throughout the week. Thanksgiving has a rich historical background. Seeing how you visited Plymouth, Alex, uh, why don't you start us off with the history surrounding the holiday? Thanks, Greg. So I visited Plymouth when I was about uh, 12 years old, 11, 12 years old. And me, my sister, and my grandparents took a road trip. We used to do road trips all um, to like historical places. We went to Gettysburg. We went to uh, Williamstown, Virginia. And I think this was the second to last or our last like big outing in their RV. And we drove from Lakers, New Jersey to Plymouth, Massachusetts. And me and my grandfather decided to just hit the historical sites. I saw Plymouth Rock, which was very interesting. Uh, it's literally just stamped a 1621. Uh, and then I saw, I, I visited the Mayflower, the actual like replica of it. And the only thing that was authentic with the Mayflower is that the main mast was the original mast from the Mayflower. And interestingly enough, uh, my grandparents did uh, took a, a genealogical uh, survey in, I think, 2009 or 2008. And they've known this for – this was like mostly rumor and they assumed that it was – uh, a fact, but it was an actual fact fact that I'm actually related to, well, I have an ancestor on the Mayflower. Wait, like, came over on the Mayflower here? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's mad cool. And I did some research onto that, and about 10 million Americans across the country are distantly related or have ancestors relating to the Mayflower. I found out that I'm actually related to the pastor the main pastor of of the mayflower and he was the individual who gave like the famous thanksgiving uh prayer on that day so on so regarding the history we all know like the famous history with uh the puritans uh not i wouldn't necessarily call it escaping but they were running away from religious persecution in uh protestant england they first were well, they first lived in England, then they lived in the Netherlands, and then they came back to uh, England, and then they decided to sail west to uh, Massachusetts. Funny enough, where they sailed from was also called Plymouth, England, and they named it Plymouth, Massachusetts, where they landed, and they weren't really original in regards to uh, – in regards oh, to – yeah, it really wasn't original. And funny enough, they didn't technically land on Plymouth Rock. That is just a historical myth that was propped up just for the sake of tourism. Uh, they most likely landed where the Plymouth Rock is, but it has become a sort of legend slash myth that has been incorporated with the town. 
they've experienced uh, the Puritans in 1621, 1622. They experienced the worst winter yet. Nearly a third or half of them passed uh, died at, to, from starvation. And a Wampanoag uh, Native American named Squanto took pity on the poor pilgrims and taught them how to farm in like Massachusetts soil, which is ridiculous. I don't. This is also another thing that irked me. And the like the English settlers, they didn't know how to farm. They took all. They brought people who knew how to shoot a gun. They knew how to like like fight, but they didn't know how to like farm properly. I'm just like that makes no logistic sense if you're going to send all these people to a different continent in a different atmosphere in a different latitude. That it's it's just ridiculous. You never think about the things you need until you need them. Yeah. That following year in 1622-1623, they had a bountiful harvest. Um interestingly enough, it it took place in early October because by the time back then Winters were a little harsh around November. November was like completely dead, so they had like a little day of celebration, and the native, the local Native Americans heard gunfire and cannon fire, and they s- decided to show up as a show of force or as like a show of intimidation, saying, "Hey, we too can like show up with forces like this," but it then began. It then became more of a like a lighthearted game. Thing. And then there was an actual like letter. They call it the Thanksgiving letter that described the event. They played games. They shot um, guns and bows and arrows. The Native Americans and the pil- – we'll call them the pilgrims for the sake of argument. Um, the Native Americans and the pilgrims went out and shot or hunted for fowl. It's not clear whether or not they they actually shot a turkey, but we assume it's a turkey because, you know, turkey – is like one of the most famous things. Ben Franklin wanted the turkey to be our national bird. Yes, that is true. That would be really weird if it was because we wouldn't be able to eat it on Thanksgiving. That's well, I, I, it's still delicious. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so fast forward about 200, 300 years later, um, Thanksgiving became more of a semi-religious, semi-traditional holiday. And Thanksgiving has always been something like that throughout the ages. But it became more of an American holiday by 1863 with uh, Abraham Lincoln. Um, this was more as a way to celebrate brotherhood as well as uh, commonality between both uh, the North and the South. And it was his way of trying to make everything a little bit better. And that it was that same November where he gave his famous uh, Gettysburg Address. It wasn't necessarily... Um, on the same day, but he designated as a federal holiday. Actually, it started with Washington, uh, George Washington. It was more as a like a tradition, less as a like a mandated holiday. But it became a federal holiday, and by the and people started uh, celebrating it at like the last November, uh, last week or the last Thursday of um, November. Interestingly enough, uh, FDR almost destroyed Thanksgiving. He did. How? Well, How? it's interesting because he wanted to change it up um, because he was in – I think he took office in his second term. It was his second term in his first um, in his first year of his second term in 1932 and 1933. And he was trying to combat the Great Depression back then. So he decided to push Thanksgiving a little bit up to be like the second Thursday or 
the third Thursday of November so that Black Friday can like help shopping or like places where like you know that would help like stores and whatnot and it became the year of two Thanksgivings because you'd have people who would celebrate it where FDR said like to celebrate it on and then you'd have people who would traditionally celebrate it on the last uh, or like the last Thursday of November and it became the two uh, the year of two um, Thanksgivings and it almost politically destroyed him because you had a lot you you know how Americans are and their stubborn traditions I am unfortunately one of them <laughs> and people it almost destroyed him politically and he just decided the next following year to always designate it as the last Thursday I mean that makes sense too like especially back then people in Idaho or whatever how are they going to hear about this yeah. um, they're going to hear about it two weeks later when their newspaper finally gets it or well, if the telegraph, the telegraph is yeah. is beeping away <laughs> with us but but besides that like you're not gonna you're not gonna see a news alert on your phone saying oh FDR is saying Thanksgiving up two weeks this year that's the short version of it it's actually fairly complicated if you look at it it's actually one of the most American holidays I would say um, but realizing Thanksgiving's history, Chad, why don't you go into detail about some of the controversies with the holiday itself? So for starters, you just said um, Thanksgiving's the most American holiday, and I truly have to agree with you that a holiday deeply rooted in genocide and whitewashing and cultural appropriation is 100% an American holiday. Continue, please. Anyway, um, but as you were saying before, the the history of it getting proclaimed a holiday, I think it's actually very interesting that not everyone wanted it to be a national holiday in the beginning. Mm -hmm. 1789, um, George Washington proclaimed a national day of Thanksgiving, asking Americans to gather um, and give thanks um, for the establishment of a form of government for their safety and happiness. Then um, members of Congress objected and asserting that the authority to designate a day of thanks belonged to individual state governors, not the president. It went back and forth. And then um, more people argued that Thanksgiving, since it was rooted in religion, that it would be it could be deemed as a religious matter. Therefore, the government shouldn't have um, anything to do with that. It's forbidden by the First Amendment. Yeah. And then it wasn't until 1863, you said, um, like Abraham Lincoln established it as a regular holiday. So, I I don't like Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, Alex. But um, it's just because I feel like there's a lot. Um, there's a I, I know I love the food. I love I love that. I love spending time with my family. But I just think, similar to Columbus Day, I think it's a very whitewashed holiday. There's just a lot of things that white America won't acknowledge. Um, I think that it's a day that it's almost excusable for young children to like culturally appropriate a native american culture i think it's very culturally insensitive to a lot of native americans because the way we were taught thanksgiving went down in when we were younger in schooling is just completely fabricated um yeah that i will totally agree yeah with. yeah so it's a day the holiday is viewed by many to be the celebration of the conquest of native americans by colonists and with and it's embellished the narrative that pilgrims and natives uh, looking past their differences to to break bread when in reality, just years before the the uh, I'm saying this in quotes the the first Thanksgiving Plymouth Rock, mm -hmm. Native Americans were completely wiped out by white settlers because of 
foreign diseases that they brought and and um fight and fighting for resources and and land yeah. and it's just it's it's really insensitive to ignore that kind of thing and then celebrate the native americans actually were the bigger person and and helped white settlers survive in this new land and it's also important to acknowledge that before they the native americans taught the settlers to uh harvest on their own they would continuously steal and murder like i i think it's it's just insensitive to not mention any of that and then um when we're i mean it's 2019 i think everyone should know that cultural appropriation is never acceptable it's it's just not um in terms of halloween in terms of any other holiday it's it's not acceptable and when you're younger you don't think of it as something that's insensitive but going to a school that's primarily white and and dressing up in traditional or making your own native american headdresses like that's it's it's not right like and i it's just something that we are be- becoming more aware of yeah so i think that's that's just one of the the biggest controversies what do you guys have to say do you think that the whitewashing or kind of glancing over a very big detail of it arises from hey we don't want to tell a bunch of 6 7 year olds that these people were brutally massacred or yeah i think the chad's point is that that mindset continues all the way into yeah. like high school like to like adulthood yeah. yeah i remember personally first learning about columbus and everything what actually happened him finding the bahamas not america and yeah. then and kill effectively killing all the people say, down and there also he didn't find anything people already lived there yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like i l- vividly remember learning that around like the seventh grade in middle school. So I think not not to completely burst children's bubble, but to be, yeah, they came together to have this day, but there was a lot of bad things going on and still happening. It yeah, it was a day. It wasn't the entirety of their relationship. Yeah, it was not the, the history of everything that happened. But I would like to counterpoint that um, in regards to that. Um, I do think we need to understand the historical context that not j- a one day does not negate many, many hundreds of hundreds of years of both oppression, murder, and um, theft of land of Native Americans. But we also need to understand that it was the past, and we need to move past it. But I believe that Thanksgiving is the most American holiday because we can come around we can come together both as a family and as friends and like accept each other's differences and maybe just sit down talk about uh like school that's like talk about like you know mundane stuff as well as just like like catch up what you've been doing for the past whole year um and i come from a very diverse uh neighborhood so i've never really experienced like I wouldn't say whitewashing, but I would definitely agree. Yeah, it was definitely whitewashing. Not to your knowledge. Yeah, not you have to. Knowledge. Yeah, you have to acknowledge it's like it's just a part of white privilege being able to look past that and yeah. have that kind of thing go over your head. And I'm not which denying. is complete. Yeah, which yeah, is completely understandable. And I'm, yeah. I'm in no way coming at you. I'm just saying that we're sitting in a room with three white men. Yeah. Like we, we have to acknowledge our biases. We have to acknowledge what what we know and what we're taught. Yeah. But I think I think a good happy medium moving forward with the Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I think it'd be acceptable to in the same same way that I think they should change Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day, kind of adapt the Thanksgiving holiday to represent 
Native American culture more accurately and more appropriately and, and kind of celebrate that and uplift that rather than just say, well, this is the day that the pilgrims and the Native Americans came I, to terms. Like, I think it's different, though. I think people are trying to say that Thanksgiving is coming together and being thankful for all that you have and everything. So they use that example of the pilgrims and natives who were fighting to come together and be like, hey, we're thankful for each other. And I and I don't I, I agree that the knowledge needs to be shed, but I don't even think it's really about that anymore. Kind of going off what Alex was saying about Abraham Lincoln, he did it to show that there was unity between the North and the South. Like we could come together and be thankful for the same thing. So I think that is the main message, which I, I love. I think that's a great message. I think we really need it now more especially, than ever. Yeah, age, we, we should really look at all the things that we're thankful for and come together as a collective country. But Going to your point, Chad, I'm sorry. No, but, um, going to your point, we also need to acknowledge our privilege both as a country and as individuals, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, there are some people who might have it worse than us in this country, but there are plenty of other places around the world that have it just as worse as those people who are having it worse here. So I think we also need to understand that, yes, the people who are in charge suck. The people in charge of our country absolutely suck, but they know they have they do not represent who America really is underneath all that craziness and divisiveness. And we also need to I'm just going to say this as a PSA to all the parents out there. Stop asking whether or not we have girlfriends or boyfriends. <laughs> Please. I think yeah. that's the one thing that me and Chad and Greg can understand yes. as college students as well as people in general. Stop asking about yeah, my personal more. life. Yeah, a couple more. I have a couple more controversies real, course, real quick yeah. that I'll run through. Yeah. So um, before we get to another important one, I just want to say – Thanksgiving is also a really trying time for a lot of people with mental illness. I don't know if you if you guys think about it that way, but I just know um, from from personal experience and from experience I've I've shared with a lot of other people, especially someone with in a holiday based solely around food and how much food you eat and it's all comfort food. Like it, it it's a struggle for for a lot of people, especially people with eating disorders and stuff like that. Like it's yeah. just it's not a fun holiday that and you're sitting and you're correct. sitting at a table in front of your whole family like it's n- like yeah, my really family yeah, yeah I was gonna say my family I don't know if, it, if it's for everyone we sit at a very long table everybody's looking at everyone everyone can see how much you're eating and like I remember growing up like there's comments being thrown on like oh you're gonna get seconds or that's a lot of food on your plate or like oh you, you're not eating enough that kind of thing like it's just very yeah. it can be very triggering for a lot of people and i've seen a lot of things recently about that kind of mentality on thanksgiving and i just wanted to acknowledge it really quickly because i think that's also very important I've, this is the first time i'm hearing, hearing yeah this. please continue yeah like you, you it's just something it's something you don't think of you yeah. know what i mean and it's I, something that at a holiday especially you you never want to like upset anyone you never want to think about about yeah. that but um yeah i was just reading something yesterday about how important it is to keep your questions about the person i mean to yourself or about the person about something that they want to talk about not not their weight not about how much food they're eating not who they're dating not their grades nothing like that like Keep it interesting. Keep it light. Like, no one wants to be grilled on a holiday. I think, too, how you're saying I've never really thought of that. I've never really thought of that. I think it's also a thing where if you're not specifically going through it, of course, it's not going to run through your mind because how are you going to know what everyone else is thinking? But, yeah, I I really like that. Just be a little bit more self-conscious about what you're talking about. But at the same time, 
Thanksgiving is also the perfect holiday to debate with your older relatives that you don't agree with politically. Oh, yeah. oh, so that, don't be afraid. Let's right. keep that away from the table. We're coming together. We're trying to all be one what we're thankful for. Why are we causing more decisive? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 You have that one asshole uncle who who <laughs> says stuff like that. It's yeah. like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, why do uh, this insert um, minority group do does – Insert X, uh, y, and Z. X, Y, and Z. That's completely fabricated, and I'm that I'm that Democrat nephew that stands up and just throws some mashed potatoes at him or something. So another big controversy too is um, how Christmas in America has become um, less of a holiday and more of an entire season, which is good for some, bad for others. And we were discussing before we started recording today about how the push for for sales has really taken over a lot of other holidays for Christmas, especially considering the fact that Black Friday is right after Thanksgiving. Um, I think that's really important to acknowledge. Alex, you want to say a little something about it? Yeah, I absolutely hate that. I think that's the one thing, that's another thing that all three of us agree because I find that disgusting because uh, Thanksgiving is a federal holiday that is just that you're just relaxing. You're just hanging out with your families that – that sometimes, yes, you di- you disagree with or don't get along with, but you see them once a year. You drink, you have fun, you watch football, you relax, you eat, and then like no more than four hours later, you have to think about, oh, I gotta take a nap, so I have to go to work at twelve a.m. just for Black Friday, and I find that ridiculous. Black Friday should start at five a.m. so that you have a time to relax. I'm I'm sorry, I'm really passionate about this. It's disgusting. It really is because you just want to relax and hang out with your family. I think all three of us have experienced that time when we had to like work at a Toys R Us, work at a Target, work at a Walmart, and we had to go into um, work. Well, I'm going to say like the job, not work because work is when you've been consistently employed. (laughs) All right. But with – when you have a Black Friday or a holiday job, you're forced into into a job where it pays decently for only for a season – but then they fire you immediately. I had this personal experience where I decided not to go in, and they fired me immediately after that. I was like, I don't care. I can just find another. It's my, ho- it's my holiday. Yeah, it's my time yeah, to relax. Yeah, and I think you should always. And I think as as an employee under capitalism, I think you should always prioritize your life, yeah. your needs, your family, your friends over any sort of job. Alex, you were saying you think that Thanksgiving is the most American holiday, right? Yes. What is more American uh, than yes. giving thanks for what you have and then two hours later trampling someone to death to go buy a discounted TV? Cutting what is more American than that? Like, nothing. Yeah, the most American holiday. So uh, regardless of the controversies, I think everyone should remember, let's be um, a little bit more um, empathetic this holiday. Just remember um, the origins of where it came from, you know, give thanks. So, uh, Greg, why don't you go into detail about some of the modern day Thanksgiving traditions? Of course, I think the one that automatically sticks out, at least in my mind, is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So... Those beautiful floats, those great bands, those great choirs, those great dancers. Um, so the parade started um, in 1924, and it was actually called the Macy's Christmas Day Parade. So it doesn't really make sense, but, I mean, kick off the Christmas season. Um, so, yeah, every year it takes place on Thanksgiving. And so it actually started 
in the 20s with like gigantic balloons and then zoo animals as the main attractions. And then so in the 40s after they took actually a few years off during World War Two, they did not have any parades for the Macy's Day Parade. And then um, after that, they started going to the floats that are more commonly seen. Do you want to know a side uh, sidebar historical fact regarding the holiday uh, that day? They actually in World War Two, they actually used that same rubber of the balloons for tires and um, and yeah, and helmets and boots, as well as like back in like the 30s, they used to cut the uh, the strings of the balloons uh, and just let them float in the air. But as soon as air, commercial air flights came, they decided not to do that anymore. So that that that's another crazy thing. And in light of our upcoming uh, climate change part two episode, that is probably terrible for the environment. Yeah, back then, yeah. So continue, uh, Greg. Yeah, so the parade uh, goes from 145th Street and Covington Avenue uh, to the Macy's store on 34th Street and Broadway. So it's a good, nice trek where we see all fantastic floats, great singers. Um, and so... Last year, or this year, is going to be their 93rd parade, um, and we're going to see some great floats, of course, as we always do. And then another huge tradition, I guess, that goes with Thanksgiving now is Black Friday, as we were just discussing. So actually, Black Friday, the phrase doesn't come from the holiday actually comes to a financial crisis that happened in 1869. So these two guys, Jay Gold and Jim Fisk, they bought a ton of gold and their their thought process was we're going to buy up all this gold and then we're going to sell it at an extremely high cost so we can just make so much money. How does one buy gold? Like, I mean, 1869 self currency like well, yeah, back then, yeah. yeah, 1869 gold rush too. So everyone's trying to mine for gold also and all that stuff. So they, yeah, so they just bought up a lot of it and they drove the prices up. And yeah, it went, it caused the stock market just to go into like a complete free fall and not good at all. So that's where the term uh, Black Friday comes from because stock markets crashed and yeah, it was a Black so, Friday. Yeah, so now we use Black Friday as the sale of all um, big stores p- putting a lot of stuff on sale to drive customers into the store to kick off the holiday season. Um, or for us uh, millennials and uh, centennials, the m- most important part would be um, what comes after Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah, so Cyber Monday. so Cyber Monday, Black Friday. Black Friday is in-store. Cyber Monday is obviously online. Shouts out to Amazon to destroying everything. Yeah. Um, so 86% of Americans plan to spend their money on Black Friday and Cyber Mondays, um, according to Finder.com. Uh, the research shows that 12% more Americans are planning to partake this holiday season, but they're going to spend approximately $3 billion less than average. So that means the average person is probably going to spend right around a little less than $400, $397. Oh, that's um, yeah. So we're going to look at last year's sales, and it's kind of fascinating. Baby boomers actually spend the most money. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of makes sense. They probably have the most money. They're the oldest percentage of people. Yeah, but... Um, so they, they, on average, spend $626 throughout 
those days, and then uh, Gen X is right around 459, and Millennials 250. Oh my God, 250. That makes sense actually, because I spent 250 last year. Honestly, me too. I I spend a hundred dollars on my Secret Santa for my family, give or take a hundred for my parents, and then 50 bucks for my nephews. So it it, it makes sense. It for yeah, families, man. It, it does. does. So so some of the breakdowns that we see people buying clothes travel gadgets um major appliances is a big one and furniture especially for the gen z or gen x excuse me um demographic they actually spend close to a thousand dollars on average for furniture which i thought was well well well, you got to think though that this the sales are happening these days so if you're trying to refurbish your house or get new new furniture, new appliances, that would be the time because they're going to be the most discounted. So those oh, people okay. are probably spending the most money then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so toys actually is really way down there. It's not anywhere close. Wait, I'm looking at this uh, too, and they spend close to the same amount. Mm-hmm. Is, is Why is that? Is it because like the average family has two and a half kids? When I, seem, when I mean by two and a half, I mean whether or not they're preg- uh, the couple's pregnant. I would probably say that. I mean, you see the whole demographic. But you also got to think too, it's also um, it's also families and then True. your extended family and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah I, I thought that was pretty interesting. And then my final modern tidbit, of course, what what is everyone doing in between cooking? While people are cooking, people are relaxing, what's everyone doing? We're always watching the great game of football. football. Yeah, so... So there's actually a really long history with uh, football and Thanksgiving. So the first ever uh, Thanksgiving Day football game was actually in Philadelphia in 1869, so the same year as the Black Friday crash. And this is according to the Evening Telegraph newspaper. This is a quote. A football match between 22 players of the Young American Cricket Club and Germantown Cricket Club will take place on Thanksgiving Day at 12 and a half o'clock, that's a quote, on the grounds of the Germantown Club. So this football game was played two weeks after uh, the Rutgers-Princeton game in November in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and that was the first American football game. So two weeks later was the first Thanksgiving Day game. So it's kind of funny how literally two weeks after the first football game, people were playing football on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so it, it has a really long history, so... Today, we see always people, the teams that are always in it, Cowboys, the Lions, the Bears. The Lions and Bears have actually played on every single National Football Thanksgiving Day. Which is weird, too. Like, this is interesting. Like, the past two and a half, three, maybe four years, the Lions have actually been competitive. And they've won, like, most of the Thanksgiving games. And it's funny enough, like, it's a funny tradition that every time uh, Detroit plays, they always lose. They, no, it, it's it was a pattern yeah, for no, like years. I, I remember watching at my grandfather's house the the Lions. I forget who they were playing, but I vividly remember seeing Andamika Sue uh, step on. He stomped out a player on the ground, and then he got ejected on Thanksgiving. So yeah, I remember that. I'm getting hungry uh, just thinking about Thanksgiving right now. So coming up after the break, we discuss some of our family traditions and our fondest memories surrounding the holiday. Every Whitway is sponsored by the 4333 Collective. The 4333 Collective has four upcoming shows. Three of them are house shows, and our end-of-the-year show is at the Student Center Ballroom with Tiger's Jaw and Oso Oso. 
but you can buy tickets at 4333collective.com slash shop. And we're back. By the time this episode is broadcast, it will be Thanksgiving. Given that fact, why don't we go around and talk about some of our Thanksgiving traditions as well as our fondest memories. Uh, Chad, why don't you start? So my family doesn't really do anything uh, special. We don't have any. Um, our traditions are basically just like everyone else. We we meet at my aunt's house. We have we have a very early dinner. I don't know if that's like normal. No, but, that's normal. Yeah, yeah we, we eat like probably around like three or four. And um, everyone kind of brings uh, what they can. You know, my grandma goes early and helps make everything. Um, football on the television. People asking me about who I'm dating and, and what my grades are. Uh, one thing I, I do make it a point to do is every year for Thanksgiving, my high school, Woodstown, and our rival school, Salem, they have a football game every year on Thanksgiving. And they actually go back and forth about um, what school it's going to be at. So this year, fortunately, it is at Woodstown, so I'll be, I'll definitely be going to that. And um, I was in the marching band in high school, so I was a big, so football was, yeah, so football was like a big part of my high school experience. So I'll definitely, I'm excited to go back and and watch their halftime routine, and and hopefully Woodstown wins. And I'm probably going with my family. Um, yeah, so nothing else really special about our traditions or anything like that. Um, it's a tradition of mine to bring my own car. So I can leave whenever I want. <laughs> um, nice. But uh, my fondest memories, um, I can't. I can't really remember anything specific that ever happened on on Thanksgiving. It's kind of just like the same every year. My family from Florida just recently started coming up for our Thanksgiving, like the past couple years. So that's that's been nice to because that's one of the only times of the year I get to see them on Thanksgiving. And um, yeah, I can't really think. Of, my grandma's cooking is amazing so i love that and i think about it all year long so i'm very excited <laughs> to indulge so um what about you greg any traditions favorite memories yeah so when i was younger my family we would all drive into queens to my grandmother and grandfather's house my grandmother was born in that house and she actually passed in that like she lived there all the way until she passed away so that house had a lot of rich traditions um my so my mom's sister would come her brother would be there so we would just all kind of hang out in the city like like you said also football on the television all the cooks in the kitchen little kids were not allowed in the kitchen while that was going on um but i actually have we we always do the same thing we watch um march of the wooden soldiers right before the macy's day parade and march of the wooden soldiers is like one of my favorite movies of all time just because it's so synop like I have so many fond memories with my family watching that. It's really funny too, like slapstick comedy from the '30s. It it's just awesome. It's really good. That is a tradition right there. Yeah, that is a really good tradition. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great movie. Yeah, and then kind of now since uh, both my grandparents passed, we stopped going to Queens, but my family we still all get together. It's it's fun now too because I have. Uh, nephews. It's cool to see the younger kids have have a good time on Thanksgiving. Now, do you um, still own that house? Does your family still own that house? Actually, fun fact: like three days ago, they just sold it. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. My my great grandmother um, immigrated here from Germany, had that house. Her my grandma was born there. My mom was born like like lived in that house grew up there so that that house has a lot of special memories so it's 
it's really weird now that someone else is going to own it. But yeah, it, some great Thanksgiving memories definitely went down there. And and like any big family, I'm sure you all know, someone is always mad at someone at any given point of that yeah. day. There's always some small fight that has no actual meaning behind it that's going on. But my sisters, they definitely went into the Black Friday buzz. I remember we would drive home from Queens. We would pass our Best Buy to see the line, and my sisters would be like, Dad, we got we to gotta get home faster. The line is just already so long. So uh, from a young age, yeah, Black Friday shopping. But, yeah, besides that, nothing really. Uh, Alex, what about you? I think I have a lot of memories but very little tradition. So I'm going to start with the traditions because I don't think I have a lot. Every year or so, uh, when I was little, we would go to my aunt's in uh, near New Brunswick. And uh, every so often, I would be driving with uh, – we would used to take two cars. My brother and whoever he was dating with uh, would take one me or uh, my sister. Or if my mom wanted to go there by herself – like drive her by herself and uh, because we would be loud and rambunctious. <laughs> the drive – see, the funny thing of it is is that the drive to my aunt's and the drive ba- uh, back home was like the fun thing, like one of the most fun things ever because the drive oh – my god, the drive is like almost like an hour and a half long from Tom's River to uh, New Brunswick. Yeah, so when we were doing that, we would play music and we would always play Queen. We would always play uh, Maroon 5 when they were good and um, – yeah, they, oh, oh, that's so good. That album, their first album, will always be their best album, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and we would always listen to that that on the way there. And uh, my brother would be just hanging out, and then by the time we would um, hang, by the time we would go home, which is like usually seven thirty, it would take like forty minutes. So it'd be like eight thirty, maybe nine o'clock, depending on the traffic. Um, and we would just hang. We would just like listen to music and like talk shit to each other <laughs> it, it, we would just Classic. we would just make fun of each other and that was like our best memories um uh but now i make it an effort to actually like see my family or at least um see everybody when i'm home uh for the past three years is uh i haven't been doing that because of school and you know how um like i made thanksgiving a big thing because i i was a fat kid when i was little and I really love the food. My mom's stuffing was thebomb.com. I loved it. Uh, my mom cooked a dope turkey. My aunt, my uncle actually had a deep fryer one year, and we deep fried the turkey. And it was, deep frying turkey is really, really good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's been kind of hard for me for the past three years because I haven't really gone home for Thanksgiving. And all my friends assume I'm going to be home for Thanksgiving, and I tell them I can't. And I tell my mom and my most of my family that I'm not going to be coming home because, you know, I'm, I have family that live here and I literally live down the road from Rowan. So why should I, like, be driving back and forth for in less than two weeks to, like, go on Thanksgiving and then come home on Christmas? And this year I figure why not do it? And it's funny, too. My brother has no plans. My, mom's, um, my mom doesn't have any plans either. So I, it's, it's just hilarious that I actually have to be looking for a Thanksgiving. Um, and it's, it's just hilarious. I find it hilarious, but um, I, it's, it's just weird to me because now that school's almost over for me, like the actual one time I want to go home, like there might not actually be Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> so that's, I think I find that hilarious. But um, yeah, so speaking of food, 
what would you say is like your favorite food or like your favorite thing to eat during Thanksgiving dinner? When I was little, I was the most picky eater of all time. I'm still I still eat like the same seven foods. But um Thinking about it, my mom's cornbread. My mom was known as like the cornbread lady in our town because on Thanksgiving and Christmas, like a day before, she would drive around and drop off cornbreads at all of her friends' houses. And she was very involved with church, so it was a lot of church people that we were driving to their houses. And I don't know. I just always, anytime I'm at Thanksgiving now, my mom doesn't have cornbread. I'm like, Mom. Where's the cornbread? <laughs> I'm I'm really upset. I love the cornbread. So I can imagine Greg. Yeah, oh, so Where's the cornbread? And, oh, <laughs> but yeah, she she always and I mean it's nothing like crazy. It's like boxed cornbread from like Pathmark or ShopRite or whatever. But I don't know, just just something about it to me it always brings up any big holiday she always has it. So it's at Thanksgiving, it's at Christmas, it's at Easter dinner. And yeah, I just I love the cornbread. So um, for me, my mom was a fantastic cook. Um, she cooked literally all the time when she was when, when she got home from work. She would always find the time to make at least something that was really edible, or at least something that was actually tasty and and whatnot. So she, I loved her mashed potatoes. Her mashed potatoes were all, uh, heavenly. Uh, she was actually um, similar to uh, Greg's mom. She was known as the bread lady because she would have her own bread machine. And she would make these like oh, – my favorite was when she w- made this like dried seed tomato bread. Oh, my god. That was – I'm, I'm literally like drooling just thinking mm-hmm. about it. It's so good. She would make like regular yeasted uh, – regular bread. And she would give it like to all of the neighbors and to my aunt and whatnot. And everybody's like, oh, uh, Kathy, I love your bread. <laughs> Bring your bread and whatnot. And that was like the one thing. It was her mashed potatoes and her stuffing. Oh, my God. Her stuffing is literally the best because it's interesting too. She would like make the bread like the, like the fantastic bread. She would like take it apart, set it up for overnight, and then like – heat it up or cook it throughout the day. So she would slow cook the turkey as well as the stuffing. So like when she wanted to put like her regular stuffing, she would use boxed stuffing and inside the turkey because if you use actual bread, it, it, it still tastes good. But to me, it just tastes a little bit soggy because then you're just dealing with all, like all the juices and whatnot. And turkey's usually dry, but she would usually put like a turkey bag inside it just to keep it uh, moist. <laughs> but uh uh but her her stuffing was something that was like crazy good like to this day like mom when when you go to the next world i want your recipe <laughs> for uh, for stuffing and she's like no i'm taking that to my grave <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh. yeah so uh chad well what about you Similar to that, my my grandma makes all the food, and she's she's like an amazing cook. Um, she was a, a stay at home mom for a majority of her life, and she grew up like cooking and has all of her mom's recipes and my grandfather's uh, mom's recipes, and she uh, so she makes a lot of the food on Thanksgiving. But my personal favorite is probably her stuffing. Definitely, stuffing's always been because I, I I don't eat meat, so like I, there's 
I mean, I don't like the turkey, so. But um, yeah, the stuffing's definitely the best. I love a good baked mac and cheese. Not specifically a Thanksgiving treat, but my Thanksgiving, like we always have baked mac and cheese. Now, quick question: Do does your mom are you, are you allowed to eat turkey stock? Because the turkey stock itself mm. is like somewhat of a meat product, but mm. I know that a so lot of stuffing uses. I stock. I usually don't, but so usually on Thanksgiving, um, my brother and I are both vegetarian, and then I have a cousin that's also a vegetarian. So um, my grandma actually makes a separate portion of it that like doesn't go inside the turkey, and it's made with vegetable broth. So like they're they're very accommodating in that way, and then also she's an amazing baker as well, and she makes like four different kinds of pie so she yeah she has like a pumpkin she has like a chocolate pudding pie banana cream pie sometimes if she's feeling fun she'll make an apple pie like oh so good so that's probably yeah that's probably my favorite part so. i've never really been a pie person get out of here i don't okay so my my aunt would always bring crumb cake so there would be pies and then crumb cake and I don't, like i said i was a very picky eater when i was little and i didn't like how soggy the apple pie was because you know like the apple pie with the lattice yeah. I, I know i was a little kid who was annoying so i would be like no i'm not gonna have that so they would give me the crumb cake and apparently my one grandfather who passed before i was born he would always eat the crumbs first off of the crumb cake and then i would eat the then would eat the cake and i do the exact same thing i take all the <laughs> and i like i didn't wasn't did not know that my grandma would my grandma actually told me that so this is a little fun thing but and i think another uh last thing i'll say before we, i think we should uh move on to our outro another important tradition i think a lot of millennials and centennials are adopting is the concept of friendsgiving yeah, and i think I that's so and i think that's so cool and i think it's so important to kind of thanksgiving isn't just about the family that you're blood related to i think it should also be about the family that you choose and i think friendsgiving is a really cool tradition that our generation has kind of like adopted yeah. that has become a thing so yeah i've done that for the past couple of years and so, it's something uh, i'm I looking forward it. to this year too yeah. so all right i think that's uh i think we'll leave it at that we'll be right back after the break here's what else you need to know this week Rowan University officials held a meeting Thursday evening on November 21st to address community concerns surrounding the arrest of 29-year-old student Mitchell Murkowski, who was arrested for looking into female students' windows as well as taking photos and videos of them in residential buildings and around campus. The meeting was attended by approximately 15 people from the Rowan community, including students and family members, in addition to multiple members of the Rowan administration. I'm fairly confident that no one's identity has been compromised, Assistant Vice President of Public Safety and Emergency Management Michael Kantner said. There's nothing indicating that there was anything posted on social media, Joe Cordona, Rowan's Vice President for University Relations, said that Murkowski is no longer a student at Rowan University. And the Harvard-Yale football game was delayed on Saturday, November 23rd, after more than 100 students and alumni flooded the field to protest against the school's endowments from fossil fuel companies. Nobody wins, read a banner held by the students. Yale and Harvard are complicit in climate injustice. The game was delayed for nearly 30 minutes until students were escorted out of the field by police. Saturday's protest is the latest of a series of demonstrations led by students and faculty members in recent years. Karen Peart, Media Relations Director for Yale University, said the school supports freedom of expression, but it doesn't, quote, allow disruption of university events. Every Whit Way is produced by Greg Sharon, Chad Whitman, and Alexander Heller. 
Our editor is Greg Sharon. Our music is brought to you by Jace Williams of Sweet Pill. Our graphic is by Tori Bollock. And our executive producers are Tara Lonsdorf and Miguel Martinez. That's it for Every Whit Way. Thank you for listening. See you next week. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. <laughs>